It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring, and uh, one of the pre- people who we've already documented baseball not being boring because of is is John Gibbon, Gib- John Gibbons, Gibby, who we uh, are de- proclaiming. Courtney Finnecom also. Hello, Courtney. How are you? How are you, Rob? I'm good. Uh, I, I, I just introduce you. I, I say, come on in, Courtney, sit by my side, and let's present the award to John Gibbons, Gibby, as Social Media Newcomer of the Year 2022. Before we get to 2023, John Gibbons, who would have thought when John Gibbons, manager extraordinaire of the Toronto Blue Jays, oh. woke up on January 1st, 2022, he would be sitting here at the end of December of that same year, accepting this award, Social Media Newcomer of the Year. Congratulations, Gibby. Well, considering it is the only uh, award I've ever won in Major League Baseball. Oh, is that true? That's not true. I am honored to uh, accept that from you, too. Uh, (laughs) You you, you had to. You didn't win Manager of the Year? You won Manager of the Year, didn't you? Uh, in my mother's mind, yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think she no, called me. I never, she... No, no, no. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't matter, but I'm honored. Oh, where, don't I get a gift or something? Or yeah, you know, it's on the way. It's, yeah, it's a whole, it's a gift package. It's like I know what you can do. You can, you can uh, get it engraved in those Tony Lama boots I got coming to me. Oh, yeah. Courtney, what's going on? We got you know, those in the works? Jeans into the boots instead of pulling the jeans over the, 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 the Gordy, <laughs> we're kidding, man. Don't you worry about that. Let it let it be known, though. Gibby was on our first podcast, one of our first podcasts, and I gave him pointers on what to do yes. at Twitter. And yeah, I, I'm you, trying you to take a little bit of credit, a little bit of credit. Plus, oh yeah, you take you take it all. You're everywhere. Every time you turn around, Courtney's here, there, everywhere. Yeah, I, pretty much, pretty much. Well, <laughs> again, true. like wait till 2023. It's going to be you talk about the. It was it was the nine months or six months of Courtney. Now it's going to be the twelve months of Courtney. Two thousand twenty three, next level. Same thing with you, Gibby. Big book coming out. Social media account. Like I can tell you, your brand has never been hotter. Forget about managing. Who needs managing? Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding? Who needs? Who needs it? Well, when this uh, this uh, podcast thing starts paying a little bit more money, then you can tell me that. Oh, it's, it's there's millions in podcasts. Believe me, yes, right, Courtney. Aren't we? Rog- we're chasing down Joe Rogan, man. 
<laughs> yes, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Literally. But I mean, look at you, Gib. You can just sit at home, be be yourself, be the man of the of the house, and not have to go anywhere, not have to deal with nonsense, and just have the Gibby brand. Well, Courtney, that is kind of nice. You know, I just you want it's basically once a week to sit here and no, you're right about that. You're right about that. There's a. Uh, uh, there's worse things you could be doing, and you like doing it too. Like this is the thing about like sometimes it's hard to get people. Oh, come on, sit, sit down for an hour or thirty minutes or whatever it is. But I don't know too many people who, after they do one, don't feel better about it. Like I agree. you're just talking, right? I mean, and, and with Gibby, you you have great guests on. You're, you're just talking with some old friends, chopping right. it up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's all been good stuff for the most part, you know. And they just and the guys are, you know, we we kind of going active player and then some past players. And I just get around there and build them up and and talk about the good times that I've had with them, if you know if, if I've had them personally. And yeah, talking. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy it because I I love talking baseball and I, and I love uh, you know ours has been basically mainly focused on the Blue Jays, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna branch out. Let's go. Come yeah, on. branch. First thing first, first things first, you know, what am I going to talk about? The White Sox for crying out. <laughs> I'm going There's with the winner. I'm going with, and the Red Sox, the Red Sox, are the Red Sox like the Miami Marlins now or something? Are you guys? Yeah, uh, they're going to do it with, we're going to do it with grunt guile and, uh, and shoestrings, you know, it's wait, wait, it's going to be, what a great story. It's going to be like Moneyball too. So there you I, go. I tell you what, that, that, that's, you know, you know better than anybody. It may, that may, maybe he'll get away with that. But I don't think he can get away with it. Maybe he'll do it for a couple of years. In Boston, they don't stand for that. No. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll, be, there'll be so many guys out the door. Chicago should be that way too, Courtney, though. And, and, it, and it, oh, it is. I mean, I've told Rob, you know, it's been, people are impatient because this is a team that was supposed to win 95 games, you know, right. this year. And in a, crap, in a crappy division. Thank you, crappy division and eighty-one and eighty-one. That's unacceptable. So, oh, oh, here's, a podcast. Huh? here's a podcast idea: me, you, and Pedro Grifol. Ooh, I like oh. that. Me, I like that. Well, I, I I can make a connection if you want to get him on there anyway. Yeah, we, yes, yeah. yes, we do. So, Courtney, uh, Courtney has some big things in the works, and. And so maybe Courtney, maybe that can be your first episode, right? Hey, she might, she might grill him too hard, man. He, he may, he may leave that show. Nah, nah, he's gonna get used to it. He's gonna he's get, gotta used, get to it. used to it. Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting. See how interesting. You know, he's a, uh, a highly intelligent guy, wonderful guy, good baseball guy. Yep. Probably hadn't been in many positions where he's taking any heat, you know. And you're, and you are going sure. to a big, big, a great sports city. It's yep. a little different than some of these, you know. Uh, well, you, well, Gibby, you talked about just sitting back, doing the podcast. You look, you look great. You, you know, we're going to talk about the, the best beer to drink for heading into the new year, which is you know the time honor tradition with you and Courtney to talk about best the best beers. Um, we do like our, but yes, you know, yeah. I, I I say this, I I sincerely mean it. Like you, <laughs> managing's tough, man. The baseball season's tough. You know that. And I was at Starbucks the other day, and in back of me in line, you know who was there, Gibby. You know who who said, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" It was John Farrell. Wow, John Farrell, who is now a lobsterman in the town next to mine. And <laughs> he, you know, he's and he was wow. telling he was telling me he's like, you know, listen, you know, I get up at three, I work till five, I have my boat docked, you know, in Gloucester, and he seemed perfectly happy, right? I mean, there you go. You're there is podcasting. Life. He's lobstering. Oh, but, you know, that's where all my family is in, in Gloucester, right? Right. And, I got the, uh, and my two of my cousins, you know, they they, had, they used to have their own, you know, what do they call them, pots or whatever. They used to send them out, you know, they'd surf out there on surfboards when they were younger. But but my uh, my one of my nieces is married to a guy that goes out on the fishing boats now. But, I mean, they go off the Grand Banks, all that stuff. Oh, but yeah. But my, my father's sister married uh, – she, she married a guy – this was years ago, and he had like four of those, you know, good sized fishing boats, and they'd go out, you know, for up, and then they got divorced and all that. But so when you say John Farrell's up there fishing, I'm the one that's supposed to be doing that for crying out loud. Well, you know what? You know, this is another podcast idea. I'm going to get you on John Farrell's boat, and we're going to do two managers on a boat. That's oh my what- god! <laughs> and so we can both rip Alex and Topless apart. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't well, do that, man. He's making too good. No, remember, no, I and, and also, I am going to say this: uh, How dare you? Because Alex Anthopoulos is going to be a guest on the podcast next week. So, there. 
Oh <laughs> man, let me let me tell you. And I was just joking. Yeah, yeah. You know that guy. You know he may help make make my career. You know, but you ask him this, I help make his too. Don't let him Ooh. get you know. You Cordy, know. Cordy, just write that down. Question for <laughs> Alex. He and I, he and I both at that one point in Toronto before we finally you know things came together in 2015. We were both teetering, right? We, you know, they, they, I think they were they were ready to hang us both, right? And then things. But he's a really he's a he's a great baseball mind, but he but he's even better people person. You know, he cares, he cares. You know, he's he's smart. He's he's analytical. He's into all that. But he's also he also if you look at his coaching staff, he's got the best coaching staff in the game. They're all ex players. I mean, he he's he's on a heater as a GM. He is on a heater. He's he's doing really really well. And yeah. and Cordy, the first time that I ever met Gibby, it was actually this is a twenty year anniversary coming up, Gibby. Wow! The, is it? Yes the 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 cult classic book, Chasing Steinbrenner, where I followed around the Toronto Blue Jays. Where are you the first base coach, right, Gibby? Two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So I followed around the Toronto Blue Jays. It was a half falling around J.P. Richardi, half falling around Theo Epstein his first year, and. um and so that's where I met you. That's where I met Alex. That's where I met, you know, a bunch of people in Toronto. But yeah, so that was, uh, I knew right then and there. I said, 20 years from now, we we're going to be doing a podcast. That's what I said to you. <laughs> well, plus you're my, you knew my grandma, man. Wow. And Cordy, have you heard this story about his grandmother calling me at home? Yep. You've he told did? me. You've oh, told okay. me. I won't tell it again. His grandmother called me at home and said, hey, I got one question before Sox we time. go on much further. You said you were in Starbucks. How come you're not at Dunkin' Donuts? You kidding me? What, what, uh, what? No, no. I listen. Don't don't run with traffic. Run against it. So there why you go. I, oh, Lord. why I love this man. Dunkin's the only coffee to have. That's 100. percent I go okay. every day. Why well, didn't right. yeah? I didn't know they let uh, Starbucks in up there, man. Yeah, it's 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 a big. War. My dad, my dad will not. He will not. My my son is actually working at Starbucks right now. And my dad, like his 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 feet catch on fire if he walks into a Starbucks. Are you kidding me? So <laughs> hey, the people in New England, you know, I can say it's because they're all my family, right? I don't care. They're they're all they're. It's surprising, but they're all liberal, right? They, they ain't gonna change, and it doesn't matter who's doing what. This guy could be burning down the country or whatever. Whoever, whoever I'm not saying names, and they ain't gonna change. They're not. They're so stubborn and all that. My my uh, my family's the same way. I'm going wake up. <laughs> All right, Cordy, let's talk politics with Gibby. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm break my heart with Gibb. I love him too much. Come on. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, this is so, this 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 do a hard pivot into uh to so Gibby, the, the thing that we wanted to do, other than give you your social media award, is is we wanted to look into 2023. I mean we can look back at 2022, but that's boring. So let's look look into 2023 about what's ahead. I know that you have a book coming out uh in April. Is that right? April? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the name of it? Uh, God, that's a great. Uh, no, it's just Gibby. It's Gibby. That's Gibby. <laughs> Life in baseball, or something like that. I love it. It's gonna be. Let me be tell good. you something. This guy, you know, this guy, uh, this guy, this guy wrote it right. He'd send it to me to read it over and edit. And I'm going, as much editing and all that. I'm thinking, why? Why am I? Why did I pay him to write it, man? And I basically wrote the whole damn thing. What's going on here? You know? So, but it's in your words, right? It's it's you talking. Yes, and and you know you know people recognize my my ignorant sound or whatever. So I'm I'm thinking about doing one of those audio books and I'm reading it myself. Maybe they may not. You should. You should. The the one that I have coming out, Joe Kelly's going to read it. Oh, oh good, good. Yeah. When's that coming out? Uh, February twenty eighth. Yeah, February twenty eighth. Oh, you're beating me to the punch, man. Yeah, What's well, but I I didn't want to I didn't want to overlap yours. I think I feel like it's you know we have a good cycle of you know by the time they're finishing this one. Boom, here comes Gibby, the untold story. So there you go. Hey, mine will be cheaper because all they can do is pay Canadian money. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, all right. Well, we, we want to look toward 2023 or like what we want to see. So baseball is great. Uh, we, we've established that. We I think it's really been a really good year in a lot of ways. In large part, honestly, Gibby, because it's – and Courtney's great too about like, the social media is good. It's not all bad. It's good oh, to have conversations and to, and podcasts and and all of this stuff. I think that in Courtney, you tell me, did you feel like this year, 2022, was a little bit different in terms of maybe taking it to the next level and and, and having fun with baseball? 
thousand percent. And I mean, we've talked about this. It's I feel like social media is a must, whether you love it or you hate it. John, like you, you know, you're getting yourself back out there. You got a book coming out. You got to be on these platforms. And I feel like you can do it in a way that's responsible and fun and sort of block out the other BS that goes along with it. And I just feel like the interactions have been more positive. People are excited. They want baseball. And it's been, for me, it's been great. And this platform has certainly well. So I have nothing but good things to say about how social media has been in 2022. My teams have have been terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. well, you have, you have the team scuffle and they don't like that social media. When they, no, but you no. Think about, you know, you, you look look at the money they're throwing around the game, right? Right. Right. And, and a big part of that is, you know, the, the exposure these guys get, you know, yep. that it's taken, been taken to a new level and social media has had to contribute to that. Yeah. I mean, when, honestly, when you know, we talk about 2003, so there was no social media, but even when you were managing, you know, a few years ago, now you have to, you have to sort of manage this, deal with it. It's, and, and it's not all bad, but guys, guys want to players want to control the narrative. They want to control the narrative and get their brand out. They want to show, look at how much fun I'm having on Instagram. Look at this, look at that, which is great because we didn't have that 10 years ago, but it also, a lot of it's unrealistic. I, I think, you know, Courtney, I think you would agree. Like we like real, right? We like this, just, just be real. Right. Yep. I so, agree. and I do feel like it's sort of, We've had more of that in 2022, but I want even more of it in 2023. Anyway, so in 2023, we're trying to fix where we, there are certain things that we want to happen in baseball. So uh, Gibby, I asked, think about something that why Courtney's starting her list. Gibby, I want you to think about something that you want to see happen in 2023. And I'll give my couple for me and then uh, we'll get to you, Gibby, but Courtney, so you have this, you have the floor. The, we're just a few days away from turning the page, uh, and then of course we'll culminate it by picking the best beer to drink when the when the uh, the ball drops at, at midnight. So there you go. Uh, so what do you got? So the first thing, and it's kind of what we were. It's a great segue with what we're currently talking about with social media. I'm excited to see the emergence of these young stars, like an Adley Rutschman in Baltimore. You know, I think this could be his coming out party. And I, it's already a lot of excitement around him. Um, you know, the, the young man in Seattle, um, you know, guys, guys, Rodriguez, yeah. you know, guys like him, I feel like that is going to, at the end of the day, save our game are these young stars. And I feel like guys like Rutschman, guys like Rodriguez in Seattle, even, you know, Luis Robert in Chicago, if he can stay healthy, you know, those, those young stars that are exciting, um, that that's going to be even more prevalent in 2023. I feel like. Gibby, and, who is who? I'm sorry, sorry, Courtney. Go ahead. Go ahead. So who, Gibby, who who is the who is the most highly touted prospect while you were managing that came up? Because I'm just sort of anxious because you, Courtney, like mentioned some guys, and we just had Adelie Rutschman who was just on TikTok like yesterday, doing yes, it, you know doing a th- which was great. People love it. But right. so, but I'm sort of who is who is the guy that you were managing that this guy's coming up and it's a big deal and you have to sit down with him and say, hey, listen, you know this is how we do things here. Well, you, well, you know that's a great question. I, I'm, I really missed it by a couple of years because you know uh, I, I knew Vladimir, you know, Vladdy Junior was coming along, right? Right. Yes. And uh, and I often thought I knew this. I knew our things were going south, and I knew once they did, anyway, I was gone because you know it was a new regime, and they deserved their own guy, right? So when things went there in the tubes, and I, was, I can remember sitting there a number of times going because I we brought him over to spring training, we play him, and we um, I'm thinking, damn, man, I need to try. I can't <laughs> Just give me a couple more years, a couple more, couple more years, milk this, you know, because they're gonna they're gonna show up, and you know what? Um, but you know they they stripped the rest of the team down too, so it took a while. But those were the Vladdy Junior was the talk of baseball, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure there's a couple other guys that were thrown in there. Uh, yeah, but you didn't have. You're right. I mean, I remember we that first year Vlad came up, going into the the store at, at Rogers Center, and I don't, no no lie, it was ninety percent of the stuff in there was Vlad stuff. And I actually bought a T-shirt. So, uh, but 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 that was but that that is something where you also here's another thing is that you, I mentioned Ali Rushman and I met and, and Cordy mentioned Julio Rodriguez as well. The videos of the manager, the minor league manager, 
telling them that they go in the major leagues. Like uh, that that was another social media win, right? This year, I feel like. Uh, yeah, so, you know what? Yeah, you try to have fun. You know, I can remember when I was in the minor league. That's such a big day, you know, when I was managing AAA. You know, got guys going to the big leagues for the for the first time, you know. And it's uh and there was a couple times I called guys in in the, you know, sit them down and basically say, Man, you screwed up this time or something. Oh, guys like this guy. And they, whoa, what did I do when I went? Anyway, and then you break break the news or or you take him out there in, the, in front of their team, you know, and then especially if he's a lovable guy, you know, everybody and, you, and everybody celebrates it, right? I think that's huge because there's only one time you get called up, you know, right? And especially right. If you do in the middle of the season. And uh, I tell you what, the, I got a, a quick story if you guys got the time. I love I stories. One time when we get, sent this guy down, right? Remember, remember Kawasaki, Mooney Kawasaki? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the most beloved people you will ever, teammates you will ever be, right? Me. I love the guys. Everybody on his team loved him. So we're sending him down. We're down in Tampa. We had to send him down for, I don't know if it was a roster move or or what it was. And everybody, and I was, and I was heartbroken and he was too, you know, and there's that communication barrier. He had his interpreter in it, but I don't know if he truly understood, but I wanted to, I brought him out into the clubhouse amongst his whole team, all his team, got the team all together and say, hey, we got to send this guy down. And you couldn't believe it was like, and it's not the first time I ever, Announced anything, you but then sure enough, we kind of knew that you know it's something there might be a spot to bring him back in a couple of weeks, and he ended up coming back. But this guy was loved so much, you know that that was, that was the time. But that's a great, you know, get these guys, you know, they get in a pro ball and in uh, you know dreams of the big leagues, right? And uh, when they finally get that chance, and there's a lot of guys out there that never get that chance, you know, and so that's why it's such a extra special moment. Oh, you know? he's, yeah, and 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 it's also one of the things that also changed or has been changing is how these guys are treated when they get there, right? You know, I've heard this more and more about it's no longer go sit in the corner, keep to yourself, don't worry about. It. I mean, this year we had a guy uh, in Boston, Tristan Cassis, get called up. The first his first game, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the, his first game he was in the outfield sunbathing himself, like no shirt. Only shorts on. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And then and then he walks into the batter's box with no one there. I mean, this is before the game with no shoes and is in like visualizing. And that was a lot. I mean, that might be the extreme, but the, the comfort level of rookies and in large part because of Courtney, like what you're talking about, I think that these guys are put on a probably a more of a pedestal than they ever have. So by the time they get there, everyone knows who they are and they probably know that. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's great there is that more comfortable level, but I think you can get carried away too. I think there there is something to that. Hey, this is the way it, you know, go sit in the corner, man. Keep, keep your mouth shut. This is the way it is. Earn your stripes. Those kind of things don't, you know, if some, you get some of these guys that are so flamboyant, and they go out there and they turn into a distraction. Oh my God, you better produce that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think, that, you know, uh, maybe that's just my. I'm a no, no, up. I hear you. I think it's. Uh, I, I think agree it's. With, go I agree. John, I think, go ahead. Do you have any, um, maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to even share these stories, but do you have anything that shoots off the page of something that you dealt with in the clubhouse that was similar to that, where you were like, okay, Come here, young man. Time to time to <laughs> knock it down a few steps. I mean, well, any- know, not, no, not that uh, any any like big prize guy that came up and we had to tone him down. But I can remember as a player, right? I played with the Mets in the in the eighties, right? And it was a different group. That was a different group. But there's a guy who's <laughs> standing out. Remember Greg Jeffries, right? Yeah, Greg Jeffries, the next coming of whoever, right? And he was a ta- he was his ta- he was winning, he was the MVP of all the minor league leagues, legit. And, but he he all he cared about was himself, and so he basically ran himself out of New York because these guys just tore him apart, man. Oh, yeah. you know it was almost kind of sad in a way. I think they 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 went overboard, but it's kind of funny though. We we both got called up. This was one September. I don't know if it was his first September. It might have been his first September call up. And so we're waiting. We're waiting at the uh, the desk of the hotel, the, the uh, Laguardia, right across the Sheridan. I think right across from Laguardia. And we're waiting to check in. It's late at night, and and um, uh, so we're waiting. And there's there's a few of us in the in the gal behind the desk says, yeah, you know who's first. And I was up there first, right? And I said, yeah, I'm right here. I'm first. And he and Jeffrey says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had the better year. Oh, <laughs> obviously, no doubt, and the better career. 
but I want to choke the dude, right? And so I say, okay, he's gonna he'll he's gonna get his day. He's gonna get his it ain't coming for me. I mean, I couldn't do it. But then he shows up in the team with the team in the next year. He was like chastised, man. These guys just stomped on it, right? And finally yeah. they took him out to Well, that's yeah. I mean, so, so this this comes back to what we Cordy was talking about, about we're building these guys up, right? We're we build these guys up. This has always been the case, but now it's to a level where you're building up from the minute they're drafted from the yeah, get-go. Right. And we had on um Papelbon, our guy Papelbon, and it was during the World Series, and he he recounted when he choked out Bryce Harper, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that. but yeah, so but he was saying he was saying that I think, you know, obviously, you know, it, it was a little like bit of aggressive, but he was saying that if you look back, that was a different Bryce Harper. And probably yeah, other he, guys, lo- he was loafing the first base or something. Right, exactly. Yeah. And also, like he probably, you know, this is a guy who was he was like 20 years old that was nowhere near the guy that we saw in the World Series. This was a guy who was told that he's the be all end all, right. you know, all his life. So, you know, Papelbon did what Papelbon does. He choked someone <laughs> out. But- <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I mean, but the but the you know the veterans on teams nowadays, I mean, it's that's they're all they're they're nothing like they used to be anyway, and they've experienced a lot of that themselves. So it's kind of a, you know, it is good because you want these guys feeling comfortable when they come up. You know, they you don't want them to be a pariah and all that stuff. But let's not get carried away either. Yeah. All right. So in in synopsis, Courtney, uh, we want we want we want these guys to feel good about themselves and and publicize them, but not feel too good about themselves. Right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and Papa will still say, he said in the group text that he pretty much resurrected Bryce Harper's he career. Did. Yes, he, he sure <laughs> did. He, he I remember did. that because then, but then, uh, Bryce Harper got, I mean, somebody got on the Papa about something. Something started with Papa Bond got, or, did, Harper might have said something to him or something happened. Then, then it was like payback time or something. Yeah. It? Well, it was, it was like, like he said that, you know, and, and he said Dusty was on his side. You know, on Papelbon's side in the whole he, thing. I believe so, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so, but the point was, this was, we had him on during the World Series and Harper's on that run and he's he's the the poster boy for all that's right and the star and everything else. But that's, it's 10, and listen, I get it. I mean, it's 10 years. We all grow in like 10 years from 20 to 30. So it's it's fine. Um, so yeah, so we are we are building these guys up, but not too much. So we're right. gonna keep we're, Courtney. We'll keep throughout the year. We'll keep guys in check. That's our goal. Keep them grounded. But you know what? You know that you can't. You know, I think what happens some some sometimes because I saw a little bit with Daryl Strawberry when he came up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get you get some of these these managers and coaches that are going to ride his coattails, right? And oh. they end up, they end up because so he he's got a different program than the rest of the guys, and it ends up destroying him in a lot of ways. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's where you got to be careful. I, I've I've known some guys that played in St. Louis, right? Uh, when Larusa was there managing in uh, Pujols on the team, right? As a young kid, and I had had Albert the year before he made the team. I was his manager out in the Arizona Fall League, right? Love the guy, tremendous. But then I guess in St. Louis, you know, he took the game by storm as good as anybody ever has. But some of the other team his teammates were, uh, you know, uh, resented him because. You know, he could loaf on something. Larusa would like wouldn't say or would tell you know if, if anybody got on Larusa would tell them, "Hey, don't you worry, I got him." Right? Yeah. But yet he would hold them to a different standard. So that's where I think you got problems. Well, this guy may be the you know the Messiah, the new guy. Yeah. You know, but right. come on, manager, let's go. But yeah, you know, everybody's got the, the same rules. That's that's why you're gonna be. That's why you in, if you ever give up your podcast business, you should be manager again. So there you go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you you excel yeah. at everything. I was just. Hey, well, um, I guess, how old was Larusa? Was he hundred and five years old, John. So you got plenty of time. <laughs> got plenty of time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Before, before we hired Pedro, I was I was hoping they would talk to you. I, I think I told you that I wanted you right here. Oh, yeah, yeah you, yes, you did. Yes. Yes, yeah. I right here. You know, I, yeah. I went down to interview for the Miami Marlins. That's right. Yeah, I went down and did that, and I, and I felt good. You know, I thought they what they needed was a, a guy who had some experience, right? How was that? Was that different than other interviews you had? Y- yeah, you know, I really like Kim Kim Ng down there. I really did. I was really impressed, and I and I liked the the whole group, uh, and I felt really good about it. You know, I mean, I guess most guys do when they leave there, but I th- in, in being very honest with you, I thought that you know they got great pitching, 
but there was there was something missing in the offensive end of it. And I heard some complaints about, you know, they had some guys doing their own thing. I thought they what they needed was a, a guy that's been around a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's was my remedy. So I would have been perfect. This wasn't selfishness. That I thought that's what they needed because you know, you get sometimes you bring in first time guys, they you know, you get some guys around that are trouble to begin with, and they run rough shot over them, right? Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah, well, the rumors I heard about a few of those guys, you know. Uh, well, so there you go. In, in synopsis, you're you're in a better place, but you had a good interview, and you got how many days in Miami? Just one day. Oh, <laughs> Actually, just flew, one day. We had flew, yeah, that, that. In Boston, you had like three. He's right. So, oh gosh, they ran me through the gauntlet in that interview. I thought, is there there's is there that much to this game? I was like, I think I was. I had to interview with the uh, rookie ball manager, so even you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the ground crew guy. They brought the I brought a ground crew guy in to see. <laughs> it was unbelievable because you know what? Right before I did that, I was down in Houston right after they right, came. and it was just me and Crane, right? And he didn't have a GM. It was four hours. All we did, all he did, was talk about himself. It was beautiful. <laughs> I, I just kept feeding him. Right, I love the guy, man. He was all about winning. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept feeding him, man. And he and it, it, it was it was. You, oh, I know you're awesome, Mr. Crane. You're awesome. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. One, it wasn't one of those dudes, but I said, dude, I live right down the street in San Antonio, man. I would be yeah. perfect. Man. Yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> well, all right. So we we've solved that problem. So, Cordy, what do you got next? I'm very curious how John feels about this. I'm sure he feels the exact same way, but I am very excited for shorter baseball games. <laughs> no more. Yeah, I mean, that's games. ideal, but is this going to solve it? Well, I mean, some of the rule changes, I think, will will shorten the games. I definitely believe that. Which one? Rob, what are your Yeah, no, I think the, the pitch clock is definitely like, but here's here's the problem with this is that the pro and I've heard more players come out who were just in the minor leagues or you know are in the major leagues. And first of all, they were all upset that they weren't consulted more. That they right. sort of like, okay, here it is, and live with it. Um, so I think that the problem will be number one: it's all well and good when you're in the minor leagues, inning seven through nine, and you're rushing through a game in the major leagues. No one wants to be rushed innings seven through nine when it counts and, and, and a lot of stakes are on the line. Um, secondly, is that the, the hitters, they have to be, it's a 15 second thing and the hitters have to be ready with nine seconds. So, I mean, who is, give me like who, who, give me a guy, give me a guy you manage who like took forever getting ready to hit. Well, you know that better than I do. Go back to a man in marriage, go back. Oh, to yeah. Man. Well, I mean, I, like, I was watching Boston clips of no more. I was watching clips of Nomar the other day adjusting his batting gloves. I mean, this is this is one batting glove that's nine seconds. So he they're telling these guys they have to be ready with nine seconds to go. And so, and if they aren't, they're gonna call a strike on them. And the guy's gonna turn, what are you talking about? I make twenty million dollars a year and I got to this place by doing exactly what I'm doing. Right. Well, you that's know what happened because because they remember they back in the uh early two thousands, they were focusing on you know, it's always been in the rule book. You know, well, they they brought up you can only take one foot out of the box. Let's go. We're trying. Well, to that was that was that. yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that's, that's still a rule. Yeah, but remember, they were really focusing on speeding the game. Yeah, and teams were doing it, but they never applied it to the Red Sox or the Yankees. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sour grapes here. It's like you know, you play these games and go, and then you say something to the umpire and they go, you know, and and but that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, the, all the the all the the media is focused on those games and it's like, that's baseball, those two teams. Right. And so it's going to, so just like everything else, it kind of fell by the wayside. You know, well, that's um, the, that, and that's the problem. Honestly, is that anytime we have these rules and whether like, for instance, the sticky stuff rule, right. The first time when they start that back in June of 2021, they're basically undressing these guys. They're giving full body searches. You know, they're, they're taking Max Scherzer and, and, you know, rubbing his head all over the place. And then you you flash forward a few months and it's like that meme of the guy, the security guard at the at the football game who's not even touching the guy as he's coming through. They're not they, this is what happens when they put in these rules. They start strong and then they just let it go. Exactly. Because sooner or later it's gonna come back to hey, these people, hey, the fans are coming to see me. They ain't coming to see you. They you know they don't like the rules. They won't and and let's you know the the thing kind of the beauty about baseball, but with you know, everybody's got their own style, right? I mean, everybody, or 
you know, everybody's got a, a psychologist now, right? Some 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 psychologists say, "Hey, breathe," you know. So they those get, get focused. Whatever you're looking at, so it takes some of the guys a little bit longer, right? So it's like in in like you said, the late innings. You know, when the game's on the line and the game means something, which they all do, and some guy has to rush or he get called for Bach or he gets a, it's whatever. It's going to be a problem, man. It's going to be a problem. Be a big game. I'd say it's. I, I think it. I think it's kind of crazy, you know, because I've always looked at it this way, you know, because um, you know if it's a slow game and it's a boring game, turn off the TV or go home, you know. <laughs> I, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of like you know when you get everybody loves offense, right? Don't they? Yeah. So you get a twelve to ten game it runs five hours. Nobody leaves because they're way we love it and all that. Baseball can be a boring game. And so hell with it, go home and come back, you know, come back tomorrow. That's my feeling on it because they're so, they contradict each other. I mean, so they contradict themselves so often. It's, if you want to cut down to the game a little bit, you know, with this instant replay, every team, anytime there's a close play, they go, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are they getting now? I don't know. They used to be like, yeah, know, it's not limited. Now it's like 30, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how many times does that happen? They don't even check it, right? Hey, hold on a minute. Let's yeah. Come. Let's they hold up the hand. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. adds up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so and, and plus, and plus, if you if you go to a game in Texas, if you have a longer game, that allows for a, that instead of one twenty five dollar helmet mar- margarita, you get two, right, Courtney? Yes. Yeah, that is very good point. So, Thank you. I mean, that's more that's more revenue for the team. And which which I love to support the revenue of the teams, as you know. You do. You do. You 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 support baseball. I, and I've supported the White Sox for years with that same revenue, and they're not doing anything with it. So come on, work with me. <laughs> go, go on. Or well, I'm going to stop drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I understand your point about faster games. There's no doubt. Some of these are – okay, but but you, you know what I find is really embarrassing for our sport? These uh, extra innings you start with a run on a second base. Oh, you don't like, like that, huh? That's Little League. Come yeah. on. You know, baseball, the history, the beauty of baseball historically is it's all about numbers, right? You know, these guys have done different things throughout their careers. And so if you, if you, if you have to play 19 any, so be it, you know, that may, that may knock you out of a playoff spot late in the game because somebody gets hurt or, you know, you don't have anybody in the minor leagues, you got to make changes and that other team may get in, hang with them. That's the way it goes, but you know, and it might also benefit you. Right. And it's like, but I, I just don't, I just don't get it. And then, and the, and if you're gonna not gonna do it in the playoffs, why would you do it any other time? Plus, you're messing with, say, let's say, let's let's say Albert Pujols, right? He's going for his 700. Comes down to the last game of last game of the season, or, or he comes up one short or something instead of breaking it. Well, you know, if uh, if the Cardinals played, I don't know how many extra inning games the final month, and it cost him how many? It's a few extra bats. It might have, you know, like. It, Hundred years of baseball is, you know, allowed. He might have broken or something. You know what I, I mean? Want, I want to look up how many. Uh, honestly, I'm going to look this up. How many? How many home runs Albert Pujols had in the 12th or 13th inning? We you do know? need to look. I bet. I bet he had a few. I bet he had a few. Right. So. Well, John, you also, John, you also know how hard it is to get on base as a baseball player. I mean, it's not easy. All of a sudden, you're at second. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. I okay, agree. If, any, if anything, if you have to do it, put him at first. I guess. You know, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm, you know, I am old fashioned. You know, I, I think the beauty of baseball is, is, uh, you know, the thing is, it was people say it's the only sport without a clock, right? True. And you can come and go as you please, but once, once, I I think maybe I got a negative attitude to begin with because once we started, you know, started changing the, (laughs) the play at the plate, you know, the collision rule, right? Yeah. But those. Come on, that's the most exciting play in baseball in the name of the game is score and run. You know, if how many guys actually get hurt, you know? And then when they then they turn around, they do it at second base when the Utley, the Utley rule. Yeah, you know, really how many guys get actually get hurt, you know, and now now you don't even have to be a really a skilled middle infield to turn in double plays. Uh it's like come and on. I'll give you I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Managers arguing calls. So that is like other <laughs> It happens every once in a while, but because of instant replay, you don't have it nearly as much. These like knockout, drag, drag down, like arguments, which we love. We love the image of Earl Weaver putting, you know, like that's that's great. Like we love of of John fighting umpires. I mean, come on, John's got. I mean, he did do it. Angry man. 
What's the, what was the what was the this so this will be my one of mine, which is I want more arguments in baseball. Uh, what was your what was your biggest argument with an umpire? What, did anything jump to mind? The, the biggest one we had? No, with, for you that you just went like nutty on a guy. Um, well, I tell you, I tell you one the, the one that uh, uh, at a couple we had one in Fenway was got bad. They had to change a rule in Fenway, but. Um, Doug Eddings was no, no. We were playing a game that night, and I'm going to tell you, you can disagree all you want. You've seen it too, and it's just, I'm not crying again. But in Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park, that that strike zone is different depending on. Which I'm telling you, it, it just is, you know. And when, right. it wasn't all that you can see. You can see that now. But Batista, we had some, but we had some of the biggest whiners in the game, you know, Batista, Donaldson, guys that you know a lot of times they were right, but umpires got sick of it. Other teams got sick of it, right? And uh, but you know, as a manager, you still got to defend that. And uh, so we we had a bad game, but but no, Batista. I don't remember who was umpiring. Uh, was at the plate. He was arguing all night, right? So the next night, I think it was the next night. Yeah, that Doug Eddings was at home playing umpire, and he's really sticking it to Batista, man. It's like dead obvious, right? So you know, at, at the end of the game, you know, the umpires go up through the visiting team's dugout, you know, to get to the yeah, to the yeah. So we get beat. They're coming off the field, and, and I went over to Eddings. And I know Eddings. You know, we used to call him Red Ass. You know, he, he, when I knew him in the minor leagues, you know, because he had such a short fuse. You know, I mean, he was in the. He and I got into it. The game's over, and he's arguing. And he's and he, it's clearly for, in the, for the for the way he's describing it. He was sticking it to him, right? Without without saying it. So anyway, so so I get my stuff, but the you know, so the the umpire's going up the dugout and, and up the runway and some, some of our players, right? And I hear all this commotion, right? And the security guy that's supposed to escort them guys up there is still up in the top of the dugout. And I hear this screaming all I look down there, it turned out so our, our hitting coach, uh, he starts getting in into it with uh Eddings. Eddings is ahead of him, he's going out there, about to go out yeah. the door. And uh Brooke Jacoby. And, and Eddie's comes back down at him, and they bump, right? And they had to break him, all that. Yeah. And so the security guy, he was still back here. Some old guy, he wasn't going to be able to do anything anyway. So anyway, so uh, Jacoby ended up getting like two weeks suspension. Oh. And then, uh, and then, but then they changed the rule that the, the visiting team could not leave the dugout until the umpire had gone up there, right? Yeah. So anyway, so I got that. That was kind of I, I kind of snapped a little bit on that. Not, not. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but I, we had one in, in Texas. There was a, uh, you know, it goes back to Batista's bat flip, right? You know, <laughs> Texas celebrated more than any other team. Come on, this was a joke, you know. But yet they were they were offended by it. And I understand some of that a little bit, but so we go back the following season, and Hosey knows he's probably going to get hit. We even talked about. It. He said, "I'm just going to go to first base," right? So we played him like seven games in in the, like ten days, I think it was, right? We played four at home. And we play another game series and we go down to Texas. They don't do anything, right? And we go to the last game down in Texas. And I had been ejected earlier in the game. So I was in the I was in the in the clubhouse with our first base coach who also been ejected. They go down to like the last inning. Batista comes up and in, in the who was pitching? The guy, the guy that was pitching too hard, but he wasn't even on the team the year before, right? And he smoked him. So Jose goes down to first base and then you know, perfect ground ball, and then you know him and the old door thing, right? <laughs> so now that was a big brawl, and so I'm I'm in I'm inside, and I got to go out there, right? And so they finally settle it down, and then Bannister and I are coming off the field, and the umpires are kind of in between us and some players, and it, that, that was that was kind of what my probably the most exciting, you know. And then I ended up getting I you know what I got I got fined the same amount of money as Odor got fined. You did? Stir got fined at zero. For punching him? Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, he got fined 4500 4, I got fined four grand. And I guess then the, the Tory told me the reason. Well, the year before, you know, the, they got the rule you can't, if, you're, if you've been ejected, you're not, you can't come back on the field. I said, that's not just for players. I mean, you don't want the manager or coaches out there trying to police things. I mean, another stupid, right? I mean, come on. Let's, yeah. Do we, yeah. Do we have any common sense man, for crying out loud. <laughs> and so, so uh, yeah, they find it almost. Like so so this, you're talking about you're talking about when Odor punched Batista. Batista, and you he got, got you got fined basically the same five hundred dollars less as the yeah. guy who threw the punch. 
Yeah. So anyway, so I get I get the and a banister got zero when the fines finally came out. So we go we go uh we go back to Toronto after that, as they finally break it up. And uh I called Tori or when I you know when I got when I got the memo and I called Tori, I said, because you know I had to break break that I said, Hey, I didn't need to throw a punch, man. I'm I'm getting fine with this guy. He goes, Well, you know, last year you did the same thing, you came out after an ejection bus. And I said, and I said, come on, don't you want a little policing out there? Come on, let's go. Anyway, so I said, I said, Joe, that's brutal, and I love Joe. And I said, and Joe, I said, Banister, Banny got nothing. He goes, don't you worry about Banny. I reviewed all the film. That's none of your business. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but go on. because he after after the after the melee, he's walking off the field over to their dugout. And he's going like this to the crowd, like inciting. I'm so <laughs> inciting, man. He's like Antifa, you so, know. <laughs> so anyway, and so. So I call uh, Jimmy Leland's a good buddy of mine, right? So I called Jimmy. I said Jimmy because he was done at the time. He, he he was on some committee or he helped with rules and but he was tight with. He'd always go up there for meetings, right? So I called him. I said Jimmy, man, I got finally. He goes, you got to be kidding me. So he says, well, I'm going to New York tomorrow, and uh, let me see what I can do. I said, right. so I was sitting at my desk the next day in Toronto. The phone rings and it's Tory, and Tory said, ah, I'm going to cut that fine in half. Or so I said. Oh, so I'm half guilty or what? <laughs> and uh, he said, hold on a minute. He puts his phone on speaker and he, Leland's in the background laughing and talking. So Jimmy got to take cut, cut it in half anyway. So I remember so before Tory was Bob Watson, right? And Bob yeah. Watson, Bob Watson was a rules guy. And I remember I was at the winter meetings when he said that um he I think he gave the quote to me about how uh that Terry Francona couldn't wear his pajamas anymore. And which was so what Cordy what he's talking about was basically I think the only people who the only managers who really didn't wear like the uniform top of you and Francona, right? Yeah, the pullover, yeah. Yeah, the pullover. Like everybody does now. I and mean, there's no I managers, know. you know. Yep. So yeah, but Francona lost, but he was not. He was like, are you kidding me? Like pajamas? So yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So uh Gordy, so let let me ask I asked you this before. The um if you're you're uh you are the number one fan of baseball going to games. You're you're your boots in the ground, um I am. Courtney, and going into where we sit up in the press box or Gibby sits in the suites or whatever we or in the dugout, whatever, you are amongst the the, the common folk. The people, As, yeah. In 2023, what would you like if you said this is what you can do for my people, this is what you can do for the fans, what would you do? I think affordability is is a hot button right now with a lot of people. I mean, it costs a crap load to go to a baseball game. It's a, I mean, we talk, we talk about the $25 margarita helmet. We joke about it. Yes, I spent it. But your average fan doesn't want to spend that. I mean, I did it for the <laughs> reasons. The fact that I was my first time in the new Texas ballpark. And, 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 and let's be honest. It's a, it's, a, it's a margarita and a helmet. How can you not gotta, get it? You got to do it. Had the salt on the had salt on the Was rim. it a good margarita though? Was it good? Yeah, I mean it was strong. It was strong. So you don't have the salt on the on the on the helmet. It was great. I couldn't I couldn't say no. But you know the the affordability of of these games are outrageous. I mean, think about if you have kids and you're trying to take your kids to a game. I mean, the White Sox have family Sundays, which is great. I do think that you know. If you're like me and you like to go and have a beverage at a game, that that starts to add up. So for you, like, so you're not usually go, you know, like taking uh, an entire family, but just as a fan, for you right. go to to a game, how much at the end of the day, how much are you going to be spending? Oh, I mean, I, I'm going to at least have two beers, of course. So yeah. I mean, we're looking, you know, thirty. We'll, we'll, bucks we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. What kind of beer? We'll beer though, beers <laughs> got to be like it's ten, twelve bucks a can. Oh, it's. I mean, Miami. I was right. in Miami. Beer, it's seventeen bucks. What? It's a yeah. So what yeah. kind of beer? Uh, well, I like my craft beer, of course. Uh, so I get <laughs> old Miami IPA. Uh, I bet like bucks. I bet like Gibby's Bud Light there isn't isn't you know Bud. I'm sorry, Gibby. I I, I oh, insulted you. I insulted you by saying Bud Light, Budweiser, <laughs> uh, straight up. Well, well, hold on. I was still, Budweiser hasn't quite committed to being the sponsor. All right, well, you know, yeah. so I'm I'm kind of wavering. So you know what? And uh, you, you, but if all goes you, well, you, that's hey, listen, good. hey, listen, craft beer community. If you want to sponsor a podcast, Gibby's there for you. <laughs> yeah. But it's so. I'm sorry, Cordy. How so? How much total? Do you think? So, okay. So if I do the two beers, thirty bucks right there. 
if I get a nacho or, you know, some other specialty item that the new ballpark has that I'm visiting, yeah. I mean, we're looking at 50, 50, 75 bucks easy. Easy. Yeah, at least. Yeah. At least. So, dude, don't you got a park somewhere? Well, it depends. I mean, I like to Uber because, you know. Well, that's not free, is it? Uber yeah. So it's it's all adding up exactly, and I'm yeah. imagine that times four if you're the you know family uh, you know it's it just it becomes and the ticket prices are going up. I mean yeah. we were talking about that earlier. It's it's becoming um, and that and that turns a lot of fans off. That turns a lot of fans off, especially when the product is not measuring up to what it's. No, supposed when you when you when you're going to watch a crappy team on a bad night, I mean this is as much as we like baseball. It's like okay, you know, I have other ways to invest. It's like, you know, that's why people don't go to movies. It's like, well, I can just watch it on my couch now. So what's the point? Hey, you know, um, perfect example of something. You know, you remember the old Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Down there in the lower levels around the dugouts, you know, you had all them rabid fans. Just like oh, yeah. Anyway, right? And then they built this beautiful new ballpark and all the corporate seats are down there. It has it nothing. It doesn't have anything like the same feel no. it used to be. Yep. You know, it's like half the time the seats are empty and they're, they're a quiet crowd. But, you know, it used to be the guys who – Strike out and walk back to the dugout, and they'd be hearing everything, right? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like, so you know, but you know, the corporate money, you know. Pays oh, you're, you're that was a, that's a great example. I tell you what, I think that one of the one of the sneaky best atmospheres. It's probably not too much because maybe it's uh, it's Canadian exchange rate. But Rogers Center, but hear me out. Friday night at Rogers Center can get nutty. Like I agree, it's it, loud. It, it, right. So Gibby, I remember. One Friday night, I don't know if you were managing. If Farrell had just come back, and they started throwing paper airplanes all over the place, so but the that Friday nights, the, the mo- well, I'm in, in Toronto. Yeah, but Farrell it was back. Was he yeah, started, it was back he in Boston, Boston because they hated him in Toronto. You know, but I would, I would have had to been there because I, I replaced him. Right, so he was he they, he comes out. He actually tipped his hat to the fans as he was he like the last lap, man. They won. You guys won the series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's but it was. I remember that Friday night. It's it's a great. It it, it can be like a great atmosphere. Oh yeah, yeah. and you know what? Uh, hey, Canadians love their beer too. And you know, they, their yes. beer it's more it's, it has a higher alcohol level than here in the U.S. Certainly does, yeah. John. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, so, well, remember we had that crazy game of fifteen against Texas, the one we were talking about the bat flip. Oh yeah. And remember that there was a play, the controversy where O'Dor's on third and Russell Martin yeah. throws a bat, hits choose bat and whatever, right? And so I go out there. I could, I didn't know the rule. I could never seen it. I'm, you know, I don't know the rule. And, and Dale Scott, he he called dead ball anyway. And so so when they're trying to figure it out, remember beer cans are flying from from the upper deck and all that all over the field. I'm going, I'm going. You know, you know, you know, you know, Paul Beeston. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his son's like the big lawyer for the Red Sox. Yeah, yep. Beeston's the best man. But he, and he come down to my office and he he loves Bud Light, man. He killed him. And so I'm walking back to the dugout <laughs> and there's a and he's the team president. And the, the beer can hits like right between, real close to me. Right, I'm going into the dugout. I go, son of a gun. I, and I said, but I I think that must that's coming from where Beeston was. But it, the the beer he threw was full. That couldn't have been Beeston. <laughs> Beast is like Reindorf's best friend in baseball over there with us. Oh, oh, that, there you go. go. Yeah, there you go. The, <laughs> so, go ahead, Courtney. There's uh, there's always a connection with uh, good old Reindorf. Oh but, yeah, yeah. What yeah. um, one of the one of the best crowds I was a part of this year was that Texas crowd. You would never. It was Saturday night. You would never guess that team was doing as bad as they were. This was August. Yeah. I mean they. Were well, 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 well out of it. 40,000 people at Globe Life, and they were into every pitch. But, you know, and we were just talking at the podcast yesterday with CJ Nikowski, you know, and he was saying how that Texas Live, the thing, I think you went there after, right? A couple times. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's <laughs> multiple times. So, but that that whole scene is like, that's that's helping. And it's like, it's like a yeah. cash cow for them. So, oh, it is. Yeah. It well, they're spending, they decided to spend some more. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's just, that's what I said. I said, listen, I mean, this is the podcast I did yesterday, Gibby. I had CJ Nikowski on, but who does the Rangers broadcast. I said, here's the, here's the Rangers have entered the World Series conversation. So yeah. there you go. I'm, I'm declaring yeah. it. Let it be said. Let it be done. 
So poor CJ got a pay cut, man. Yeah, uh, we got to pay for some of those. Hey, Courtney, how's that? Is that new stadium pretty cool? Is, is it it's nice? A- I'm surprised you haven't been yet. You're in Texas, oh, right? I have been. I love the old one, man. Is the old one still standing, right? I do actually. Yeah, I, I mean, it was obviously so hot, as you know, but yeah. I like the. I like it. I mean, Globe Life is like a is like the Astros Stadium, like um, Minute Minute Maid. It's on steroids. Oh, so. oh. yeah, it's big. And then it's, you got Jerry World's right next door, man. Yeah, right next door. <laughs> You got a lot of big stadiums in a very uh, close capacity, yes. But you should check it out. You would enjoy it, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'll, get, I'll get up there. I just so, so I wanted my only one is a very simple one. I want to see Shohei Itani play in the playoffs. That's all I want. Uh, maybe Mike Trout too for crying out loud. Yeah, but you know, but here's the thing, Gibby. Shohei Itani, the Angels might not have to get to the playoffs because they might. Maybe they're out of it. He's going to be a free agent. Maybe he gets traded. I, I don't care how he gets there. But yeah, I mean, ideally, I would like to see Shohei Itani and Mike Trout play in the playoffs. Like, let's go! Like, can we have the best players? Can we have this? Can we have nice things? I mean, really, let's Especially go. Especially now when you got all this wild card for crying out. Oh, I mean, like, how can you, it's almost like you know, how can you not make the playoffs? Let's it's like go. Like NBA, man, you can be sub five hundred. I, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I know. So yeah, so mine's a simple one. So anyway, Gibby, uh, do you have anything you want to see in two thousand twenty three in baseball? Other than other than your book being on the bestseller list, the podcast oh. getting sponsored by Budweiser, <laughs> and uh, and maybe yeah. like swooping in when 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 the team's doing really bad, and you coming in and, and doing like a Rob. Hey, I want to go lobster with Farrell, man. That's what oh, I that is definitely. If I fly you up here, will you do that? Will you go on the lobster boat with Farrell? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm gonna oh. be up there. I got a place to stay. With. I got family right there. Corey, do you have any interest in going lobstering with uh, with two managers? One hundred percent, I would. Are you kidding? That's All right. right. This, uh, this go. This is happening. And the, uh, the Lobsterman podcast. I like it. I like I, it. So that's a good one. That's a good. That's something we 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 here at Baseballs and Boring try to make dreams come true. And that's Gibby. If that's your dream, then we'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I would like to do that. But you know what? You know, I, I think not. To, this is not something I want to see happen, but. I think we need. I think we need to quit taking with the game so much too. I get it. You you know you need to. Uh, you know everybody wants to cut down on the game and all that. But it's such a great game, you know. And and sometimes you know and and sometimes you just got to live with things. Like I said, go home or turn the TV off. You know whatever. If it's it's a. But when you're changing all these rules, you know the play the plate, the second base, and and I because th- I think I think it is gonna like you were saying earlier those those last you know few innings. Yeah. Games on the line. What it's you know this. I'll tell you what though, it's going to be really interesting. Like I don't think anyone knows what to expect because yep. like we're 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 sort of guessing at all these things, but I don't know how it can't be different in innings seven through nine. I don't know how guys can't feel rushed. And there's going to be evol- evolving uh, parts of it. it we aren't going to have this all figured out. And there's going to be there's going to be a lot of arguments. And there's going to be a lot of disgruntled guys. And yeah, I mean, so I, I guess that in a sense is interesting just because it's going to be chaos a little bit. Yeah. And, and you know, if it, if it costs you, you know, it's easy. You can, you can do it in the minor leagues, you know, because it, it, it doesn't matter, you know. It, it does these in the individual players and all that, but in the grand scheme of things, if a guy's good, then he's going to be in the big leagues and they know all that, you know. But the big leagues, when, you know, winning, it's all about winning, winning and losing. You guys got time for one more quick story? Yeah, of course. I'll, Okay, because oh, remember, remember when it was the the new slide rule at second base when they implemented that rule, right? So I can remember it was at the you know because every every spring the a couple umpires come around and uh, somebody from Major League Baseball and they go over the rules, especially if it's a rule change. So we had ours at the end of spring, and I can remember our guys sitting around going, me and the coaching staff going, you know, this is gonna this is gonna bite somebody and it's gonna cost them a game and they're not gonna get in the playoffs, right? Okay. And so I uh sure enough, the second game of the year, we opened up down in Tampa. Uh we won the first game. Second game, we go into the top of the ninth. We get we get the bases loaded, right? And Carnos Carnac and Eddie's up. We're we're down by a run, right? You know, we it's tough to win down there in Tampa anyway, especially for us. So Eddie gets a little chopper to the third base Longoria. He comes across, throws it to second base. I don't remember the second base what. 
he comes across the bag and, and uh, Batista comes in there, he's sliding over the bag, but he's got his arm out, right? He kind of hooks his leg. Second baseman threw it in the dugout. Two runs scored. Now we got the league in the top of the ninth. You know, we're gonna, we might win two in a row in Tampa. That probably has never happened. So anyway, so you know, the, everybody's kind of everybody's excited. And you know, the rule had it's only second game of the year, and everything's and all of a sudden there was like a little delay, and then all of a sudden the, the, the Tampa's dug out Cashy over there like hey hey check that. It was like they it was like they didn't it wasn't like instant. It was first like you know I think Cashy was probably sitting there and then one of his coaches goes hey we got a new rule man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, check that, right? So they, <laughs> they come, the umpires come over and they always do it in front of the visiting dugout, right? So they come over there. Sure enough, they, it's down there. I'm going, they're going to they're gonna bang this, right? Sure enough, he's bad slide. He's out, game over. We lose by a run, you know? <laughs> I go inside and, you know, I'm I'm, I'm livid, you know? I make some <laughs> stupid comments. And, well, anyway, anyway, but that's what that's what I'm talking about. You know, it wasn't a dirty slide. It, it wasn't near a slide. You remember how they used to take guys out? Oh yeah, like, oh, well, the, yeah. there's a, that famous one of like Hal McRae. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. So so anyway, we go down that. You know, we go down. This is 2016. We go down to the final weekend in Boston. We got to win it. We got to win out to get into the win the wild card, right? To play Baltimore. So I'm, I'm thinking back. That game could have cost us. Yeah. Play. But it's in the playoff, and that's what we were talking about, like a week before the season. Saying this is going to cost the team a chance to get insurance. Yeah, I mean, this again. This is like this is the type of thing where, even like thinking about that extra inning thing, I, I am going to le- legitimately go back and look up how many twelve or thirteen inning home runs he this guy had. I don't know, maybe it's it's ten, but it's ten. It doesn't have to hit that right. he's going to have to hit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're running out of time here. So in Sonata, so the the no no the, yeah, the I can the, ramble the, now. No no, you're not. It's not you. Are you kidding me? I this is this I is, love it. This is, I could I I could tell. I can. This is why you have a podcast because you have great stories and you're a great personality and your brand has never been hotter. But we're gonna have uh, <laughs> we're gonna have the baseballs and boring. Not like Courtney say, though. This is this is this is say we're gonna have the baseballs and boring New Year's Eve party. Um. And we're having the baseball isn't boring New Year's Eve party. And I have tasked each, each of you with bringing drinks. You are the two, uh, the social media director, not the social, the, the social directors, not the social media directors, the social directors. You have, you are charged with bringing the alcohol to the baseballs and boring New Year's Eve party. All right. What do we got? What are talking about, man? Are we like, is it, you going to have a podcast New Year's Eve or something? Uh, no, but I'm just saying. I'd say I if, if we have this is this is in preparation for next New Year's Eve. I didn't plan ahead enough oh, to get to get everyone in the same room. I'm a little slow, dude. No, no, but that's okay. I want this is this is this is a goal. So this is like practice. So practice. all right, Courtney, you first. You 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 have to you have to organize the party. What are you bringing to the party? Well, number one, with a bullet, I'm bringing champagne and a whole lot of it. A whole okay. lot. What kind? Well, I, I mean, I am a Prosecco girl. We all know that. I drink Prosecco all day long. Um, so what, we can start with that. Okay. And then I think for, for me and John, I think we need to split a bottle of tequila somewhere. I okay. Mean, that's the that's know. the common ground with you, like and, you and Gibby, yeah, right? Yeah. That is. It sure it is, man. What, what, what kind of tequila? Oh, John, do you have a favorite? No, heck, I don't care. I don't, you know, I tell you what, you know, you talk about that margaritas being strong. Some of the restaurants we go to here. They they put Everclear in there, right? Oh, I mean they're, they're they're powerful, but they're pretty doggone good, you know. So maybe John will bring some Everclear for the. It doesn't for matter what you put in there, man. I, you know, I, something about. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wish I wish I'm going to do a montage of Cordy's reaction to different alcohol references. What do you imagine? Like, oh, I go. That's different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> what what ballpark out there's got the best drinks, Courtney? Wow, God, that's a that's a very good question. That's a great question. That's a that is that's a good one. Um, I'm I'm going to go Dodger Stadium. Okay, Dodger has some good beer, good beer, and I've heard San Diego. That's on my list for for this yeah. upcoming. That's on the to do. Yeah, yeah, that's number. That's my number one uh, place I'm going so, to. So, so you got chance. You- I'm sorry. What? She, Courtney, have you been to every ballpark? Obviously, well, no. If you haven't been there, have you been to most of them? I've been to most of them. I need about, I need four more, four more. Which ones? Is also on my list. I got to hit the Mets. The Mets supposed to be great. Um, And I have to do Philly and I have to do New Atlanta and San Diego. 
Okay, those are all doable. That's all 2023. Let's go. I can, I can do the Mets and Philly in the same trip. Absolutely. There you go. Um, yeah. So so Courtney's bringing the champagne and she's bringing the tequila. Gibby, what do you got? Oh, man, I got to bring the chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snack, dude. Look does at it, me, man. I, I love does, it, does it rhyme with Budweiser? <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know. If Budweiser sponsor, starts sponsoring this damn podcast I got, then I'll drink all that. But if not, I'm going different. When you, when, have you ever had – here's the here's the real question. Have you ever had a craft beer? Mm. Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh. No, I, I think I did once. I don't, I don't, I don't care for them, to tell you the truth. I, 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 I love Coors Light, Miller Light. I, I like, you know, all the... Uh, How about Guinness? No. No, I don't uh, like Guinness. you don't like Guinness either? No. Oh, yeah. no. no. Hey, hey, Courtney, have you ever had a beerita? You know what a beerita is? I've had several oh, beeritas. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course. Rob, of course. you? I don't think I have. I don't think uh, I have. Oh, wait, beerita. I do, yeah, with the little... with a, Yeah, so the little, little, uh, the little Coronas. Yes, oh. yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's a good combination. Yeah, yeah. it kind of cuts down the acid a little bit too. It doesn't well, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> the hell with the baseball. We got to have a margarita podcast. Well, that that's on the docket. So it's this on- is 2023 year of the beerita. So there you go. So, there you go. All right, all right. Well, right Gibby, baseball isn't boring. Oh my goodness! Gibby. Like Gibby, you are the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you so. You're there's welcome. there's no one. There's you no. I'm two- glad you called me. There's no, there's, listen, there's honestly, there's no two people I want to cap off 2022 in the podcast community than you two. So you guys, you guys are the party hey, starters. You had a bad year, it. man. Did you have a bad year or what? Yeah, I had a great year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding? So it's, yeah, it's, 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 and he's going to be even a better 2023. It's going to be great. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.